catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. So I think I was asking Sydney, um, I think Johan just said, you know, how he was. I was just asking Sydney how everything was at his end. So Sydney, I think it's taking longer than usual, but how are you doing today? <laughs> Hi, Anthony. It was nice uh, joining you again here today. Yes, I, I'm based here in Scotland and also quite a lot of things we are working on and also looking at the hype of ChatGPT, what is going on. Yeah, and also we are here today to talk regarding the ChatGPT and also all about the African continent. And also we are also preparing for the Chatbot Africa and Conversational AI. So I'm happy to be here today. Beautiful, good to have you here. I'm happy to be talking about, you know, conversational AI also. I'm really happy. Let's start with some of the fears that you've heard from people and maybe the ones that you have maybe thought about and why do you think there seems to be some kind of fear in the world for conversational AI? Sydney? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Anthony, for having me. I think uh, on my own side, I don't usually like to talk about anything about hype, anything about uh, to join the bandwagon. When the ChatGPT came out, I wasn't so much interested to know so much of it. But looking at it at this time, there is a lot of fears and a lot of changes. I particularly, uh, where I'm focused on is about the bias and discrimination. So, uh, you know, most of these CAI models, you know, so uh, they, 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 there's a lot of bias in, the, in them and also the way they train the data and also it can lead to a bias or also to discriminate responses from people as well, people of color as well. So uh, a lot of people are talking about the bias and discrimination and also most people are talking about that the AI is coming to replace their jobs. You know, there's quite a lot of fear, but I personally, I believe that uh, the CI tools may lead to job displacement, right? And also in certain industries, but uh, why the tools can also be enhanced, you know, it can be used for a better productivity. And also it's very important to consider the impact it's going to give uh, also to the industries and also to the society as well. So looking at the fears of bias that is where i'm mainly talking about and also johan can as well say something more about this mm, so sydney's uh bias and the other would be um fear of taking the jobs johan what fears have you heard and do you have fears yourself have you thought of anyone yeah i think throughout our history as humans we have feared new things and things we don't understand uh, it's a very human nature, natural thing to do. Um, I think the, the popular media and Hollywood in particular have shaped our view of robots and AI and mostly in a negative way, you know, killer robots, robots taking our jobs and the like. It's just, you know, people so misunderstand this technology because they very rarely get an opportunity to hear a balanced, neutral view it's often very sensationally done by, by the media in particular, or consulting firms often. Uh, so I think, look, jobs, future of jobs, a relevant topic. Uh, it's something to worry about as we out-automate a lot of the work that humans are doing at the moment. 
uh, especially repetitive, low-value administrative kind of tasks. Um, but you know, my personal fear is for my son's future and for his children. You know, if they live in the world because of technology that is totally even more unequal than it is now economically along along racial, gender, country boundaries, um, and if they you know, maybe in the next 30 or 50 years, we will have a world where very few people on earth will be able to earn a living. So I've got a, there's a, there's a future potential for the negative worry that I really have. The technology as it is at the moment, I'm not too worried about. Uh, Sydney is very right about the biases. It's already playing an impact. It's a huge thing, especially like you said, people of color, certain genders, uh, gender dis, um, kind of discrimination, if you would. But I, th I think maybe just to conclude, the technology is in some extent still very weak in what it can do. I think the worry is what will it do in the future as it gets better? And I think for me personally, that's where the worry really lies. Mm. So be be before we go into the possibilities, what lies have you heard? You just talked about... <laughs> The fear of robots as Hollywood and Sensational News um, has packaged or made us believe about AI and conversational AI. What lies would you like to debunk on this episode? Yeah, look, so for me, the fact that it's a super powerful technology is a lie. It's very powerful, but it's not. It's powerful in very narrow, repetitive automation kind of tasks. It, it obviously sees patterns and data. So there are a lot of, especially great business use cases, but is it smart and does it think like a human does? Not at all, not even nearly. So that's a lie that it's as smart as humans or smarter than humans. It's a lie that it has consciousness or a personality or that it, you know, is, is human uh, from an emotional point of view, that it thinks for itself reasons for itself it like all technology with it you know whether we use a knife to kill an animal to feed our family or to kill our neighbor we through four thousands of years we choose what we do with implements and tools and technology ai is not good and it's not evil it's just neutral it's evil because humans are evil and we use it for potentially for evil things like warfare discrimination power of money and the like so i think the over hype of how powerful it is is a lie that does not mean it's not going to become those things in the future but we're certainly not there at the moment i think anthony mm -hmm. okay and what possibilities do you think it has so that when, we, when sydney responds he responds also with the possibilities and the lies to debunking the lies what possibilities do you see it um because if it, if it's not these things they say it would it would be what exactly can it do for us in terms of we're looking at the good side so, so I think firstly, from a business point of view, I think the use cases are clear around automation, efficiencies, knowing your customer, you know, predictive analytics. There's just, they, it gives a business a lot of ways of being better at serving their clients, at managing the business. There are also societally a lot of good things to, to think about uh, healthcare, you know, the diagnosis of diseases like cancer, et cetera, through um, machine vision, through scans the ability to better educate students and our children through more personalized, uh, some people call it hyper-personalized uh, education. I also think technology, even though social media and the like spreads a lot of false truths and lies really, 
technology should also set us free from ignorance, you know, the ability to ask a chat GPT or a Google search for that matter, and not to rely on our priests and pastors and politicians and traditional leaders even. But we as a generation should use technology to find the truth of our lives and our future for ourselves. So there are a lot of societal benefits along the fearful things. My worry is just that the potential negative impact is more realistic to happen than the positive impact, sadly, in my opinion, Anthony. Okay, thank you very much. I would, you know, engage on your hyper-personalization and, um, you know, the idea of generative AI and, you know, whatnot. But Sydney, what lies have you heard about conversational AI and AI and how would you want to debunk them? And what possibilities do you think conversational AI tools can provide for us humans? Yes, uh, thank you, Anthony. Um, I think uh, from the aspect of lies, you know, uh, most people keep on saying that the CI tools like the ChatGPTy that is is very well uh, impressive in generating uh, content and responses. But uh, if you understand, if you try to put in some data in, you try to put in some content, you find that most of these content are nonsensical, right? The answers, if you look at it very well. The response is not fine so i think that's the lies that comes through there is that uh though is very smart you know very uh, uh smart but also there is uh, always a human involvement in everything doing so uh if you look at the ai tools you know there's always a human at the back for the training supervision and also the handling of uh, complex and sensitive situations so uh, I don't believe so much on the lies that the ChatGPT can do everything. There's always someone behind who can be doing that. So uh, the possibilities are so much, right? Uh, from what Johan just said, you know, I think uh, using these ICI tools, it can support in the improve the customer support as well. You know, so uh, it can be a, a kind of to assist in providing instant and uh, personalized support to customers so and also uh, i have seen that uh, most people use chat as well for language translation and communication sometimes i try to put my native language 80 percent correct accurate right so most of the tools we have now you can you use it to break down the languages language barriers and also it helps to uh, facilitate the real-time translations and enable effective communication between individuals who don't speak the same language like you or who speak different languages, they can use it as well. And also, I think it can be used also in personalized experience, you know, so uh, most of these tools can tell our experiences in individuals, you know, providing relevant recommendation, personalized content, and also more engaging overall interactions as well. So. Uh, Using of this solution is also a good, you know, possibilities to achieve this in the customer service as well. Uh, so when when we say generative artificial intelligence, you know, as it relates to, um, so by the way, CAI, if you hear CAI all through this podcast episode, it means conversational artificial intelligence, right? Um, just um, for those who will be listening. Now, when you say generative AI, what exactly are we talking about? Generative AI, you know, is a part of uh, AI that focuses on creating models, right? That are capable of generating images, 
mm-hmm. content, you know, like tests also. That's all about anything that is capable of uh, generating images, content, and also video as well. Okay, okay. And you mentioned context-based and, you know, I think hyper-personalization. Johan, I, I would want Johan to also add his voice to this because these terms, most times a lot of people just see it on, you know, Twitter or when they're scrolling through, you know, social media and they just hear, oh, hyper-personalization is going to do a lot of things for them, you know, and they're wondering, well, what exactly does this mean? Johan, can you give some context to contextual CAI and hyper-personalization, what it would mean? Uh, Look, so I think given the data that our service providers have on us or should have on us, they they have no excuse not to give us a better experience and better service. I think most of the service providers we deal with typically have a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, What their website looks like, how you interact with a contact center agent or with a chatbot for that matter. But I'm not like the next customer and you have enough information on me to predict what I most likely want to ask you, given the time of the month, given the time of the year, so it could be seasonal. And also, you know, I think we all had the frustration when you deal with a call center agent, for instance, or a chatbot, where it seems like they don't know anything about you. Where they ask you, and I I don't mean the, the basic security checks in the beginning to make sure they're speaking to the right person, but they will ask you about the products and services that you have where they should already know it. So so a lot of these agents, virtual or human agents, are not empowered. So hyper-personalization and also from a conversational AI point of view means that the interaction is very unique to me as a customer and as an individual. You know, you even have chatbot or conversational AI platforms that will recognize my um, location and age because it's got that data and it might to a younger person say yo yo dude how you doing where to an older maybe investor it will speak a lot more proper business english example um but it also should you know i think maybe maybe the best way for me guys to explain it is often when we have a challenge so it could be our tv is down our internet is down our car is not working or whatever that we don't know what's wrong we can only explain the um, symptoms. So I will just call in and say my internet's not working. I can't tell them why. But if they have contextual data on me, they know there's an outage in my area. There's a problem with a local telco switch, for instance. There's a electricity outage and so forth. They can preempt why I'm asking the question. And in fact, um, hyperpersonalization would mean I get a WhatsApp or a text message from my internet service provider saying my line is down before I even know it, with the message saying it'll take us one hour, we're on it, yes, yes, more detail and so forth. So it, it is knowing who I am as a client and treating me as an individual rather than just one of your many robot-like consumers. And technology and data and data analytics gives us the ability to do that, to speak with a consumer or a client in a way that's very unique to them. Um, that they would enjoy rather than this one-size-fits-all approach that we typically have. Mm. And there are some businesses who render services. They say they render services and these services are couched as experiences. Is there a possibility for 
conversational AI, generative AI, you know, contextual chatbots and whatnot. Is there a possibility for AI to automate our experiences? Uh, look, so it won't automate how we experience it because as individuals, you know, some people are more prone to experience audio than vision and others the other way around. You know, we are such different people, you know, all of us. So, so the way the experience is presented, AI can influence, but the way the individual ex actually experiences it, it's difficult. And that's why, again, based on the, the data that we have on an individual or should have, we can predict to a large extent how they might experience something. Um, you know, even if you think of retail, you know, there's a whole science around large, like a retail store. You know, the colors of the price tags, for instance, if it's yellow, we would see a price as less expensive than when the price tag is white or red, for instance. We walk, the, the, the route we walk in a retail store is pre-designed, you know, so a lot of people go to buy Coca-Cola, but then you'll walk past a lot of things that you might not want to buy, but you buy it in any case. Uh, even the, the, the sound and the music in the store, even the smell in the store is often artificially generated. And that's been around for 50 or 80 years. But now in the digital world, can we also, even though it's more difficult when we're not in an augmented reality environment to have a certain smell or a certain feel on the skin, but we can still preempt and almost dictate what that client, what emotions we can bring up in them through the color they see on the screen, through the sound they hear and so forth. So I think, I don't think we can influence what the person feels directly, but we can set the environment for them to most likely feel it. And that feeling could, for instance, be trust or a willingness to buy more products or, or whatever the case is. But again, it all goes back to having enough data and using that data correctly, but also responsibly to generate these kind of experiences. But it is technologically very possible. Mm. Sydney, what do you think? Do you agree with, you know, Johan, that we're not getting to that point where AI actually automates our experiences? Well, actually, from what Johan said, to me, and from what I've seen from so, so many of the solutions, I believe that there, there's a potential, you know, to automate tasks, but not to also to improve user experience, you know, in a way, and also to increase efficiency in various industries. So uh, the AI is trying to automate, also be accurate for now, but also uh, when the time comes, I think there'll be solutions that can be able to do more than that, to be able to uh, give us what we are looking for. And also, I want to say something about the contextual AI. So uh, I think what we are seeing this time around is that the generative AI, contextual AI, most of this coming out at this time is uh, because of the way the hype was in ChatGPT and most of these companies' solutions begin to develop and begin to come out in so many ways. From what Johan said, there are so many of all these things we are run before, but just because it's the hype now that people really say, okay, this is the time it's coming out, but they were here before. So I believe that when we refer to the contextual AI, you know, we refer to the part of AI systems that takes into account the context 
in which the operator to provide more accurate and relevant response. So looking at it now, so when we have in the customer service, somebody who is requesting to know so much about the services or what this company is saying, is selling. So uh, we'll be able to see the contextual to be able to give them a very good relevant response regarding the actions or what they request for. Okay, that's an interesting take. Sydney, you, you work with a lot of businesses that are around conversational AI and you've been doing this for a while. Do you think businesses in this space should jump on this trend and the buzz because of, you know, the big companies who have stepped into the space? Or do you think we should, you know, businesses should just stay focused, especially those who, you know, work on these tools, conversational AI tools and technologies? How should we approach this particular time or these times? Because anyone who just announces anything now, their stock prices hit the roof. Everybody's talking about it. They're launching something and everyone is already jumping on that tool and whatnot. How should we approach this? From my own understanding is that, you know, during the time we have the ChatGPT, most companies don't know much. Nobody wants to talk about what is happening. Immediately we have ChatGPT. You see, most of, from what Johan said, most of the big companies, they have to go back to the drawing board, you know. They're trying to bring out their own solution to to be able to suppress or to conquer ChatGPT. So uh, from what you just said now, I think from what is happening right now, all the companies uh, here in the Western world, they put all, they are looking at it and also trying to make a lot of research to find out how are they going to use CAI tools to be able to support the customer service, support the telecom, support each of these industries. So I think, it is time also for we in the African continent to focus on how this solution can help us to improve our customer service, to be able to work on the healthcare and work in many uh, parts of the industry as well. So uh, I think right now is the time that we need all companies have to be able to train themselves, to be able to uh, meet up the stage we are at this moment. So I think that we need conversational AI in everything we are doing. And that is the reason why we are doing this, to be able to promote and also uh, to accelerate the adoption of this technology within the Europe and also within the African market. Mm, thank you very much for pointing that out. You know, the fact that for now, most of the companies that, um, you know, are like popular and have jumped on this, uh, like in the Western world, um, or in the West, right? And here on the continent. That's one of the reasons why we have to um, keep talking about it. Not just the solutions that are from the West, you know, but solutions that are on the continent. Johan, how would you respond to this? Um, the first being, you know, what should businesses, especially those on the continent, do with the trend that's happening now? And secondly, should we start rethinking, you know, the models, the business models? here on the continent to maybe prepare the business for you know automation at that level or should we just focus on steady growth mm. yeah, look i think well business leaders should be very aware of where the technology is going keep an open mind as to how they can utilize it but my experience is 
But most businesses at this stage don't need AI necessarily, especially smaller businesses, because their fundamental processes are still so immature. They're not even using something like Excel properly. You know, you can't just plug AI on top of that. So it does. We can't start with, we've got AI, let's look for a problem to solve. We have to do it the other way around. We've got a problem to solve and then we look for what technology can do it. And most times it's not AI. It's it's even sometimes not technology. It is uh, upskilling, change management, it's leadership problems and the like. So I would, I would always recommend clients to start with the tools they have that they've already paid for, that make sure your staff knows how to use it, that you're utilizing the technology, that your basic processes are understood and in place. Later on, start looking at this this technology. Because even if you take a very powerful conversational AI platform, but your data is so um, immature, it's going to be such a waste of money. On the other hand, however, I think for Africa and Africans to become increasingly globally competitive, we have to also look at using this technology. I know it sounds like a contradiction, it's, but I think what I'm saying is clean your house first, make sure your house is clean, you know, proper business processes and the like, and then we can look at this tech. The, the challenge is, and, and one of you have referred to it, you know, these platforms are often European or Northern American based. A lot of times as Africans, we have to create our own data, our own platforms for our own languages and the like. So I would I always just advise clients just to take a breath. Don't just jump on an AI bandwagon. Make sure you really need it because you most likely don't for now. And then later on, once everything is sorted, data processes and the like, we look at it. But can we as Africans benefit from it on a global competitive stage? If we do it right, we absolutely can. But that's a big if, uh, I think, Anthony. Mm. Okay. Um, so I think 27th of June is MSME's day around the world. And uh, still right now, 2023, I think about 60, 60% of the businesses on the continent are still you know, within that level or at that stage. 60 to 70%, um, if my data is correct. But then there, there are some roles and there are some persons on the continent right now. Um, I was speaking to a set of, um, they work in marketing, right? Yes, marketing. I think communications too, but marketing, mainly marketing. And they've already started settling some of their very simple, not simple, but re repetitive um, um, actions um, through each other. And they're asking it to do certain things for them. The EU right now has like an AI act that everyone has been taking a look at. How do we balance ethics, you know, with business and innovation and profits? You know, should we start having these conversations before we have wide scale adoption of these technologies, you know, conversational AI technologies? Um, or should we just wait until when we have wide-scale adoption? I, I was I was reading I was reading an article where someone said AI isn't going to be the problem. Like AI, you shouldn't be afraid of AI. You should be afraid of Silicon Valley. Oh, I think Johan left, and the person said you should you shouldn't be afraid of AI. You should be afraid of Silicon Valley. So how exactly should we treat you know the issue of ethics, business models, privacy, and whatnot? Sydney, would you want to respond to that before we have um, Johan back? All right. Yes, I, I just want to respond uh, regarding what Johan just said previously. 
So, and I think that in the African context, that most of the challenges there right now is how are they going to implement this and how are they going to uh, trend the data as well. So, uh, what I believe is that there are challenges surrounding CAI tools and also there are advancements as well. And uh, I think uh, the benefit is more in all this, you know, benefit is more in all this. And also uh, looking at the responsible development and deployment and ongoing improvement. So I believe that uh, CI will be something that the African, in the African continent, they will be able to use to support them. So uh, as I also regarding what we, what we talk about the Africa, you know, so I believe that why we are using uh, constraint AI is going to support following up the languages which I just said mentioned before, you know, because in Africa we have quite a lot of landscape of different uh, languages which is spoken across the continent. I think that the CAI models, the constraint AI models, can be trained to understand and also to respond in multiple languages. Don't be able to be able to interpret for them. The last one is that I was reading something about uh, how the CAI can support the agri, you know, in agriculture. So since uh, in Africa, we most of these African countries, they deal with agriculture. I think that the CAI, the commercial AI can contribute to, to its development. You know, it can help uh, to assist the farmers in making informed decisions and providing localized weather forecast you know crop management all these kind of things okay so what should we expect at this year's in person yes back in person in person chatbot and conversational air event happening in south africa last time in the event we do our best trying to make sure that we promote and accelerate this the adoption of cai Commercial AI in Africa. We have a, a lot of speakers who are going to talk about ChatGPT, how to apply it, the fears and also the benefits. What we are doing in this event is that we are promoting this in the African market. Not only we are trying to run the event, we are trying to give Africa a voice to come out in the map so that we'll be able to know that this is our own, this is how we can present it, this is how we can, we know how to use it. So the event we are running in, in Africa is something that we are promoting the how to apply CI tools and also how it can be used in the continent. So we're going to explain quite a lot of things since we know that's quite, since we know there is a lot of hype in ChatGPT right now. So uh, during the event, it's going to be a time for us to learn and also to understand how this, how we can apply this uh, in our everyday use in the company. Also, uh, there are going to be quite uh, a lot of education and awareness as well. So most people are going to learn the capabilities and their potential applications of uh, CAI. And also uh, we have networking and collaboration. There'll be a collaboration where people who are startups, who are starting to develop something in the African continent, they'll be able to see people who can be able to support them and also who can give them a professional advice on what and what and how they can be able to grow their company. So there is workshops and the uh, use cases. And uh, the last thing which we want to do is that we want to have like skill development, you know, so there'll be a kind of hire as well. You'll be able to 
meet up people that you don't know and network around as well to be able to get a job for you within the african continent as well Hmm, that sounds interesting so so there are a lot of people who want to go into this who want to learn more about it so this actually helps them you know for those who are just starting their career to say oh this is you know what i want to get into since this is i won't say it's the buzz of the town now but it's something that will continue for a long time actually so the opportunities are immense what will it cost to join in what's the date and where exactly will it be happening so anthony we are not running this event that we are we are doing it everywhere it can be able to be easier for everyone to join from wherever they are in Africa. So as I said that um, we are doing this as a, a community to build CI community in Africa and also to be able to create a space for knowledge sharing and also for collaboration within the CI community. So the event is not much. If you have, if you want to attend in person, that is where you'll be able to pay only $20 you pay. The reason why we charge that is to make sure that someone is going to be there. So uh, if you want to attend online, online, of course, is for free. So if you want to attend online, you go to the website and online is for free. You can attend from anywhere you are. Not only will you attend online, you could as well come back later on to listen to the content you know, we have in the event. From the good platform we are using, we'll be able to come back to the platform to log in and also watch uh, all the content that you have missed during the event. Uh, okay, good. Um, would there be any other information you'd want to share um, concerning the event happening? Yes. What, what I want to say is that this is a chatbot Africa. We are here to give Africa a voice. It is time for us to move on and also to join the hype of ChatGPT so that our languages will not be left out. So there are so many things that, that, that are going to be covered every day and also we'll be able to this event will be like a a a motto a kind of a car that is taking us to a destination that uh, everybody in the community within the cai will be able to know the direction we are going so i think anyone that is doing uh that that is into chat chatbot into voice board or into conversation ai that is missing the chatbot africa the person is missing a lot because this is we're just like a drive that takes us to the destination where we want African continent to be in the CAI industry. So I just encourage everyone, wherever you are, don't say, I know if you don't have the money to come in person, you can as well attend for free online so that you can be able to listen and uh, understand what people are talking about within the CAI industry. So even though you are not part of the CAI and you have interest to run into conversational design or something, within the field, you are welcome to attend as well. So we are looking forward to be able to promote and also to collaborate and to innovate new ideas within the African continent. The event is on 30th August. It's going to be in South Africa, in Santon, Johannesburg. That's where it's going to happen. So uh, wherever you are, as I said, you can as well attend online any part of the world you are. You are free to join for free online. Okay, and if you need more information, you can go on the website. What's the website, Sydney? The website is chatbotafrica.com. www.chatbotafrica.com. Just very simple. 
Okay, so thank you very much for all the work um, that you do because I think that you're not on the continent like physically um, presently and you also um, like run other events that have to do with you know chatbots and conversational AI across the world um, that's Europe, you know, Americas and all and you know for you to think of um, the fact that we actually also need to put ourselves um, forward when it comes to these new technologies so that we're not left behind and so that we can also advance at you know a particular pace or you know catch up or even overtake and also use try to find a way to ensure that these technologies we can have african context you know for these um, technologies it's really really important and you know i just want to say you know thank you you know for all the efforts and all that you do for the space all right thank you so much thank you so much but also i appreciate you also you you with your team i used to listen to your content you guys are sharing also promoting all the african tech to be able to give them a voice as well so i'm happy to be here today thank you so much thank you very much we look forward to august 30th yes when we're going to be talking conversational artificial intelligence and chatbots see you in something johannesburg south africa or online as the case may be thank you very much um sydney for this and johan too thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com